Is that where I'm putting my affection? Or am I really going to wait and put my affection into something greater, something eternal? That's where we've got to stop. That's where the piece of when we've sat in church as little kids and are talking to them, money is the root of all evil. It's not the root of all evil. It is where are you rooted? Where are your feet planted? Hello and welcome to Created to Give, where we uncover who we were created to be with money. I'm your host, Trisha Daniel, and this show is intended to dive deeper into God's Word, help us discover our God-given purpose, and help us identify God's design to manage and multiply our seed so we could help others in need. If you've ever felt lost, stressed, or anxious about handling money, then this show is definitely for you. So sit back, relax, and welcome to Created to Give. Have you ever felt guilty? for wanting more. For so many of us, we've grown up in churches or in areas where they just keep talking about money is evil, loving money is evil. But it's just truly, what does that really mean? Because for some of us, we were taught to be able to be more generous to the church. Well, to be more generous, we have to make more money. And it just, it's very, very, very confusing. So as I'm recording, it's the month of February, and we talk about love, but love is so much more than romantic love, right? It even talks about in the Bible, love is so many different things. I want to talk about not only love for ourselves this session, but I also want to talk about love and money. And specifically, we're going to dive into a few verses over the next couple of weeks, but today going to dive into Ecclesiastes 5.10. That's usually not the verse a lot of people talk about with money, but this is the one I would love to focus on. Because again, for Created to Give, for this podcast, we're going to really start breaking down scripture. And what is God truly trying to show us from scripture about money? Since God talks about money 2,350 times more and more and more, he really wants us to have these discussions. So let's join in. Let's really, really talk about it because as we've sat in church and money is evil, it's not money is evil. It's our love of money that is evil. It is focusing more on the object of money than on God. It's looking at this resource instead of as a resource that we worship it. We're constantly seeking after that next dollar, after that next dollar that we forget to focus over here on God. I know I have. Have you ever gone where you're so worried? You wake up first thing in the morning, completely consumed. You reach for your phone. This is where I'm guilty. Waking up and immediately reaching for my phone to open my online banking, especially during seasons where in the midst of when I was laid off, I was a single mom, two young kids, and that bank account is like, is it going to be negative this morning? Oh, that didn't clear. That check didn't clear. Have you ever woke up with that feeling and anxiety where instead of waking up and going, God, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to wake up today. Thank you for a new day and being able to praise him in the morning. Our anxieties are completely around, do am I going to have enough today? And am I going to be able to buy groceries today? Am I ever going to pay bills today? Am I going to be able to make more today? Can I make that six-figure income today? We start asking ourselves all these questions, completely focusing on the financial part instead of focusing on God. So that is where I really want to dive in. I know even for me in this season where my husband has a spinal injury, 
We just found out three days ago he has a cyst located on the back of his spine. So again, he's not able to work. He's not able to bring in income. He still has beautiful children to support my bonus sons. There's a lot. I don't want to take my eyes off of God in this season where financially it seems like things are impossible. But right, nothing is impossible with God. He's got something so much bigger in this season, and I am open for it. Can't say it's hard. Can't say I haven't cried in the back of my closet, but I know he's got a bigger purpose for them. I just got to trust. So let's dive in. Ecclesiastes 5.10 says this, the one who loves silver is never satisfied with silver. Silver meaning money, obviously. And whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with income. This too is futile. And that is from the CSV version. Next, I want to read the NIV version, which says, Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. And of course, we've got to read the King James Version because we love to sound fancy. He that loveth silver shall never be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance. I love that word, abundance nor that he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. Those three different versions. Did you hear the different words? I really want to dive in because that is one thing as you dive into scripture, I've had many pastors and mentors teach me. It is so important to dive in to the different versions, get back to the Hebrew, to the Greek, to the original context and break it down that way. So let's break it down word by word. First, the one. The very first part of every one of these versions says, the one, whoever, he. That brings us back to our identity. True? The one. He's talking about me. He, she, whoever. He's talking about you. Author of Ecclesiastes is pointing out that me. And that really brings it back to who am I with money? Because it says, whoever, the one, am I the one who worries about money? And am I the one that stresses about money? And it brings back to that concept, what we don't always talk about of our first money memories. Who were we born to be with money? A lot of times gets covered up by watching our parents stressed out about money. We fought about money, watching the stress on a parent's face as they can't pay their bills. For some of us, we were never really, money was something that was carefree. We've never really had to worry about it. So then we carry it into our adult lives of not worrying about it. And then next thing you know, we needed to worry about it. Or it's something we're so scared to hold on to money, we go and spend it. As soon as our paychecks come in, as soon as the revenue comes in, we're too afraid to handle it. So it's a lot of times we start thinking back to our I identity with money. Who are we born to be? Now, true, life has changed us, but getting back to who God created me to be. Again, this is the created to give podcast that created to give that first bearing seed that God gave each of us in Genesis 1 29. We were meant to multiply. We were meant to do so many things. So the one, if you have a piece of paper, 
if you're driving in the car, listening to this podcast, obviously don't stop. But make a mental note. For those of you that are sitting still, get out a piece of paper and write down the one and start to really think about who am I with money right now? Am I the person that stresses? Am I the person that wants to give away as fast as I can? Am I the one that hoards it underneath the mattress that my sister used to keep? Rolls of dollar bills that she would make waiting tables and would hide it underneath the mattress as a way to be able to store money, which was great for me. She was a great ATM cash machine back in the day. But she had her pieces with money where she always kept and was so good about saving and keeping her money. Whereas I would spend it. I spent a lot of my 20s afraid and would spend the money instead. Here, same childhood, joint custody, different homes, but we both took away each different habits. So with you, with your specific memories, who are you with money? But then next, who did God create you to be? Where's that creativity that you were born with? So if we really focus on with that verse, the one. Who were you created to be? So we don't operate in a false identity, but our true identity in God. Next part, who loves? The one who loves. Well, what is love? This is the month of February and everyone's always so focused on the romantic love. And when I was in my single season for 15 years, <laughs> Valentine's Day, not an easy time. Until I started realizing again and focusing off of romantic love and getting back to being love myself again, love who I was back to my true identity. But love is an intense, deep feeling of affection. It doesn't have to be affection for someone else. It's affection also for ourselves, right? It's a great interest and pleasure in something. So when we talk about love and money, do you have a great interest and pleasure in money? Is that where you seek your pleasure? That's where you seek your affection because money is not going to give it back, right? It can't give you back anything. Not true. It could give you a purse. It could give you shoes. And for a lot of us, we get that instant satisfaction, that instant feeling of love from that, but it's temporary, right? It's so temporary, but some of us, like, we keep seeking it. We keep seeking the temporary and money is temporary. And that leads us into the next part. The one who loves silver, money, money is temporary. Money is just a resource. When you look back into the definition of money, it is something that was used to barter, to exchange. It was a talent. I love the word talent because talent, I think of not only because I can't dance and that's not really a talent, but it was something you used to barter or exchange, right? It then became into tokens. Coins, silver, 
that you would use if you had excess of something, you would give to somebody else. Farmers back in the day, if they had excess of milk, excess of sugar, excess of spices, they would exchange it for somebody else who had excess of something they needed. It's a resource. It's not meant to pull and pour our affection into. It is just a resource. But for many of us, we now use it as an object, object of our affection. We're seeking something back from that money. So we really start to think just stopping right there. The one who loves silver, money. Am I the one who loves money so much? Is that where I'm putting my affection? Or am I really going to truly wait and put my affection into something greater, something eternal? That's where we've got to stop. That's where the piece of when we've sat in church as little kids and are talking to them, money is the root of all evil. It's not the root of all evil. It is where are you rooted? Where are your feet planted? Is it constantly planted in? As soon as you wake up, opening your online baking and your whole day is around making more? Or is it planting more in God and what he wants you to do? He tells us to only focus on today, not worrying about tomorrow. But we're so focused on, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to pay this bill? And trust me, I'm there. As in this season with my husband's disability, okay, God, how do you see this? What's going to happen next? But this is where the trust part comes in. Trust in his plan. He's already got it planned out. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. He already has it. But when we put our love, affection into money, something that's temporary, something that can be taken away in a day, that, that is the hard part. That is what the author is talking about right here. The one who loveth money will never be satisfied. Now, what does the word truly mean when it says satisfied? Content. Happy. Is your happiness rooted in how much you have in the bank account? Or how much love you have in your heart? How much your family means to you? It's getting back to our true identity. What makes you truly happy? Is it the new pair of shoes? Is it the purse? It's, it's so hard. If you're watching right now on YouTube, I can't help but get excited because this is a season I've walked through. Have you realized when, you, when you've watched different things, some of the most miserable people are some of the most richest people and some of the most the people from third world countries that are super, they have nothing. They're so poor, but they are so happy. There's a reason for that. They don't seek their happiness from an external source. They're not seeking their happiness from what's in the bank account, from the big houses, because half some of those big houses are so empty. They're so empty. They're so cold. But yet we keep always wanting the bigger house. We keep wanting the fancier car. But those things are temporary if they're not filled with love. Love of family, love of friends, and love for ourselves. Again, if you love money, a temporary resource, you will never. You will never be happy because there will never 
ever be enough. Okay, let's get into the next part. Whoever loveth abundance, wealth. What is wealth? For most of us, we think of it as some wealthy person, someone with a big house, someone with the fancy cars and the jets that are flying everything. But no, I love when my mentors, Patrice Washington, always refers to the original 12th century definition of wealth. It's the overall state of well-being. It's not accumulation of money. It's well-being. It's our mental, physical, spiritual, financial. It's everything. It is everything. It's to be in a position of ease. It's to be blessed. But we can't completely focus on the piece of our wealth that comes from income. And what is income? Well, it's what comes in. Income. It's the money that comes into your life that you are given. It's that little or a lot that you have been trusted with to manage. And if you're only focused on what comes in and not how it's supposed to be used, you're never going to be happy because how much is enough? How much is truly enough? If you're not, if you're completely focused on accumulating what society tells us is wealth, it's never going to be enough. You're never going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied, content. And that is what the author is saying right there. Whoever loves wealth, abundance, will never be satisfied with the income of what comes in because we'll always want more. Instead of focusing on, okay, God, you gave me this penny. Ever seen a penny on the ground? Pick it up. It's what God provided for you. What can you do with that? It's not just a penny. It's not just a dollar. It's not just $10, $20, $100, $1,000. Because again, that's just a resource. It's how we use it. Not how it comes in. Because we only focus on what is income, what's coming in. We will never, ever be happy. Because then what's the next part? This too is meaningless. This also is vanity. This too is futile, right? And what's the word meaningless? It lacks, it's not worthless. It's empty. Most people with the big houses and all that wealth feel empty. Those houses feel empty. They feel cold. After you get this whole thing, you all you do is dream about these material things. And then you get it. And you're not happy. You need something else. You need something else. You need something else. So truly, going back, meaningless. What does meaningless mean? Futile, vanity. It's things that are unsatisfying. That... It's like a repetition of so many old things that get you nowhere. Things that are not going to last. So my question is, when you pass someday, all the running around, all the busyness, all the things you've accumulated, the big house, the big cars, does that have meaning, lasting meaning? Or are we using our love? the resource of money to create a lasting 
impact that will go on and on and on and spread affection and embrace others for many years after we pass. Are the resources we are given, the money that comes in, is it meaningful or meaningless? Is it temporary or is it lasting? So Ecclesiastes 5.10, that whoever loves silver is never satisfied and whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with income. This too is futile in NIV. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. So today, get back in touch with the one who you were created to be. And let's remind ourselves how to be meaningful with the money that comes in, to shift our focus off of the resource of money and back to loving who we are, that seed inside of us. Let's nurture it, let's nourish it and allow it to grow. Because again, how much is enough? Enough is the amount that God gives us to steward, to use, and to make lasting impact today. Not someday, but today. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Created to Give. We uncover who we were created to be with money. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe, follow along, and give us a five-star review because I would love to hear back from you. If you would love to, join in also on our Created to Give newsletter where we dive deeper into each one of these episodes and share with you those action steps where you can implement God's Word into your money. Remember, you were created to multiply, you were created to manage your money, and you were created to give.